Blog Talk Radio. Tracker, where is he now? Next stop, Newfoundland. Last I checked. In between opening Christmas cards I received before going on air tonight, I reflected the tenth year of how many layers there are to the screwed tail. How many layers there are Final time on Blog Talk Radio. Night out. Just about after ten years. I worked my neck off very, very hard, harder than anyone I know for so little money. I had someone propose to me. He proposed marriage to me in early December or late November. And somewhere around mm, 7.30 tonight, Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, I started using the Santa decoration I bought for our house, which was to be used in our house when we got married. I started using it as a coaster. I have spent more Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve alone than anyone I know. I have never married, and I have no kids. I'm waving to England tonight, my beloved England, who were the only ones to even so much as wish me happy Christmas Eve in the Ofa group of Only Fools and Horses. For those of you that don't know, Only Fools and Horses. And remember... The page to like for this show is Night Owls Radio on Facebook.com. And now we are back 175 years ago in London, 
with Ebenezer Scrooge once again, the miserable miser who makes his way home one Christmas Eve alone, and the ghostly apparitions of Scrooge's sleep that appear through the years, and for the tenth and final live Christmas Eve night show in a row here on Night Owls Radio. Lord rest you, gentlemen, that nothing you dismay. As Scrooge took his melancholy dinner in his usual melancholy tavern, as he walked home, people on our steps were just everyone was just woo in the snow. Sliding on the ice, loud noise, buying things last minute on that particular Christmas Eve of 1843 in London, England. But Scrooge ignored them all and crept ever closer into the collar of his coat, which he pulled up against the wind and cold of the people around him. Scrooge scurried along past people on the housetops who were full of glee, throwing snowballs full of glee. Scrooge turned his face away in disgust, finally arriving to his miserable gray building of his miserable gray home. Ah, ah, alone. Oh, and upon seeing his deceased friend and partner Marley's face in the door knocker to his house, Scrooge, Scrooge, Scrooge. As I forget, Mama in her kerchief, I in my cap, had just settled down for a long winter's nap, because it is, t'was the night before Christmas, when I threw open the shutters and threw up, didn't throw up, the sash. Oh! Oh! Appeared Marley's ghostly apparition before Scrooge. Marley, speak words of comfort to me. I have none to give. Comfort comes from other sources, Ebenezer. You want to watch, Ebenezer? Watch, Ebenezer! As Marley left with his words of warning for Scrooge to straighten up and be a decent, nice person, being so crabby. He told Scrooge that he would be visited by three spirits this Christmas Eve night, one at 1 a.m., one when the clock strikes two, and the final when the clock strikes three. Ooh! 
I would rather not, said Scrooge. But humbug! This is a bunch of humbug, and lay back into his grey little bed that had the drapes pulled about them. Comes the first spirit apparition to Scrooge. Rise and walk with me, said the first apparition. Scrooge then while out of the window, grabbing on to the ghostly figure's robe, similar to what she had done with Jacob Marley, and flew out of the window. Went out of the window, over the hilltops of London. I could look down and see the rooftops and all the buildings below rise and walk with me. Scrooge then got to see those places of his past, the images of his past at Debbie Wiggs Ball. No more work today, Ebenezer, said very jovial, jovial and loud Fezziwig, as Fezziwig cleared the tables out of the way and danced merrily, merrily danced. Oh, they danced that Christmas Eve of Scrooge's apprenticeship. I was apprenticed here, said Scrooge. Could it be that Scrooge is getting a little bit happy? Wonders spirit number one. Spirit number one. So that was Fezziwig's bar. Christmas bar where Ebenezer worked in his youth to any kindly given to a poor one most. But you seek to close these places on the seventh day, said Scrooge. I seek, said the spirit. It is you that pay no attention to the poor around you, Ebenezer. Quickly, then they flew, and they suddenly found themselves in the home of Bob Cratchit, the lowly poor clerk Scrooge's employment. There never was such a goose, said Bob Cratchit, to his measly little Christmas dinner that had to go for so many. And there in the corner stood on his crutch tiny Tim, Bob Cratchit's youngest child, youngest son. Scrooge asked, will tiny Tim live? Things remain the same. None of my races shall find him here, said the spirit. No, no, said Scrooge. And then the spirit also took him to those who labor in the bowels of the earth with the sound of rushing water and frightening images. The spirit did not tarry here, and Scrooge was glad. Then the first spirit that appeared, who had had plenty, mostly of food overflowing, gold, and said, and said, I show you the spirit of current Christmas present, and what goes on with people suffering and in need every single day of their lives, year round. Year round, and not only at Christmas time.
And Scrooge replied, I have never seen them. Because you have never looked for them. Then, as the clock had struck one and two, and now, bing, 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 three a.m. Christmas Eve, Scrooge again woke, clutching his drapes round the bed, only to behold the scariest figure of them all. This spirit answered not, but pointed onward. He took Scrooge eventually to a grave, to the grave site, back in the old cemetery. This figure, tall, dressed in a black cloak, face unseen, all in black, with its scary pony finger pointing all the way, pointing. And he took Scrooge to his own grave site, upon which Scrooge found his own name inscribed. Scrooge wiped away the name of his friend at Red Ebenezer. Scrooge, he said, can I please wipe away the name on this grave? So you all listening out here, I want you to do something next Christmas Eve and the Christmas Eve to come. Go to the hospitals, to the homeless shelters, to the places where need is greatest and loneliness at its height and give comfort to those you sit with, not just on Christmas, but year-round. And Scrooge woke Christmas morning, a lovely boy, a delightful boy, go by the turkey in the window. What? The one as big as me? A smart boy, an intelligent boy. And Scrooge was lovely and lovely all the year round, as a great Christmas man as ever the old city knew. Merry Christmas, everyone. Scrooge was as good as his word, and was as lovely as ever known.